This podcast is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be financial or investment advice. Seek a licensed professional for investment advice about crypto or any other investment. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Blazing Crypto Podcast. We're Justin and Brandon. And wow, what a hole. To quote Mar from Home Alone 2, <laughs> holy moly. Uh, we interrupt our regularly scheduled uh, podcast program to, uh, yeah, to talk about what's been going on. Uh, so, Justin, I, I guess it's safe to say that Bitcoin is not going to hit $215,000 by March the 1st. What do you think? Hey, you know, one thing I am learning from the last two weeks is never rule anything out. So... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't see that. Uh, it is not likely happening. You know, there's any number of mistakes that a person, you know, could have made in the last couple of weeks. I, I just wanted to, to say, you know, for the record, I'm glad that you or I, you know, we're not on, on a podcast or anything uh, predicting, you know, $200,000 for Bitcoin <laughs> in a quarter one time frame. At least we're not on the record for saying that. It was... I don't. I don't even know what you're talking about. It's, there's no record of, of that anywhere from from my uh, from what I know. That's for sure. Yeah. So that I mean, that's a that's a, a funny way to say uh, in one sense. Um, you know, certainly crypto has not gone how we thought it would go. Uh, I think it's also true to say it hasn't gone how anyone thought it would go. And I think it's also important to say on a third level there that really goes for all the markets. Uh, no, no market right now is immune to what is going on in the, the national economy, in the global economy. There's a lot going on right now. And uh, the last thing we want to do is represent that we have it all figured out. And I would even say, um, if anyone tells you they have it figured out or makes a really, really, really bold prediction, I would be pretty nervous about uh, swallowing that hook line and um, sinker. Today, our focus is really going to be on trying to provide perspective, uh, trying to go back to our, our principles for how to think about this space. Um, th- these are the things that we don't retreat to as, as, sort of as a concession or as a, a coping mechanism, but these are really more like anchors in our thinking. And, and, and when all the noise is going on, when everything is hitting the fan, being principle oriented, I think is is it's right. It's the uh, it's the way to go. So, Justin, there are some some key reflections, some points of clarity that that you and I have been working on together. Because obviously, we're in this too, and everyone's portfolio value took a massive hit in the last couple of weeks. Um, so, start us off. What is one of the the big key refre- key reflections you've had in this in this whole ordeal? Wow, I, I feel like I've had like a hundred key reflections in the last two weeks, um, but I think one of the big things that that stands out to me, um, it's it's really easy when you're when you're looking at the fundamentals of Bitcoin or Ethereum or just crypto in general to be like, man, everything is so bullish right now. Adoption is happening. Uh, we can see development happening and new technology coming out. Um, and it's really easy to get really excited about that. And then I think one of the dangers that it's easy to fall into is to then say, therefore, the price, like the price must go up in the immediate future. Right. And like I think when we 
when we look at fundamentals and we end up in a place where we're we're then talking about immediate price action, it's just a really dangerous place to be, you know, because like what you mentioned, it's it's out of our control, really. There's a lot that's out of our control, and there's a lot that's going in the, in the global markets right now. But at the end of the day, like no one knows what's going to happen tomorrow, right? With with the price of Bitcoin, with the price of Amazon, Netflix, whatever it may be, um, there's a lot of uncertainty, and that really affects the media price. Absolutely. I think it goes without saying, but one of my key reflections is we're in uncharted territory. Uh, and what I mean by that is kind of to use our, our blazing uh, uh, analogy, we're, we're in a place where there's really not a trail map. Um, there is no historical precedent in Bitcoin history over the last 12 years. There is no historical precedent for where we are. And, and in one sense, that's scary. Um, but in another sense, you, you know, this, it comes with the territory. Um, and so, again, that's, that's really why we sort of started this thing, uh, even though we would have never wished for this to happen and we would have never imagined it happening. Uh, this was not uh, high on the probability of my range of outcomes that we would end up here. However, we just have to realize it. We have to realize we're in uncharted territory, uh, which just means we're going to have to take it day by day, uh, step by step. Uh, a third item, Justin, that you and I have been talking about a lot uh, here is, is, again, driving back to the core principles. And for us, that's our core four. I'm going to briefly remind myself and all of us what those are and, and kind of curious for you which one of these is sort of like front and center for you so first one is honor the king and queen the fact that crypto is dominated by bitcoin ethereum and you get punished if you forget about that secondly understanding that bitcoin does follow a life cycle uh there's more to say on this but but maybe we were a little bit closer to the life cycle than we originally thought more to say later Third, make DCA your best friend, which means we avoid all-in, all-out mentality. We scale into the market. We scale out of the market. And then fourth, protect the asset. Uh, the whole goal is you can't build long-term wealth if you lose your crypto, and there's a lot of ways to do that. So, Justin, without diving into all of those, which one of those is sort of the, the, the big point to you right now as it relates to our principles? For me, it's honor the king and queen. Um, and... Uh, I think the main reason that one resonates with me is because I got it right. Like I was honoring the king and queen in my portfolio and I haven't always done that. <laughs> so like there have been times like the last two weeks in the past where, you know, I would have been um, essentially, you know, overly exposed to some, you know, who knows what coin. And when the market takes a dump like this, if you're sitting in that, you know, you're going to take a beating and it's going to be really difficult. I mean, it's, it's difficult even if you're just sitting in Bitcoin or Ethereum, right? Like, um, but honoring the king and queen, I think like if you weren't honoring the king and queen in the last two weeks, uh, you probably feel it pretty hard. Uh, and ultimately that's how really, that's how we learn these lessons, or at least I know I did, uh, I had to learn that the hard way. Uh, and I, it's like, okay, we finally, we finally got that right in this drop off. And that was encouraging. Yeah, for sure. Um, and for certain, we got it right on paper. 
you know, uh, knowing <laughs> knowing what you should do and doing it often are two separate things. And yeah, like you said, we've gotten that a lot more wrong in the past than we did this time. Uh, hopefully for our audience, I know for a number of our uh, Blazing community members, uh, they're mostly in Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Solana, and that certainly has served them better than being in some other things. There's this painful point that you sort of think can't happen until it does, and that is altcoins from their whatever their peak or their top is can go down 90%. And then they can go down another 90% from like, in other words, from the point at which they had retraced 90%. And that is a, you think to yourself, that's not possible, but my friend, it is very possible. Certainly once it goes down 50%, it can absolutely go down another 50%. And, um, it's, it's a painful reality. Uh, I think that I know people are very interested in altcoins. Uh, Justin, what is our most listened to podcast episode? Oh, Altcoins 101. Uh, we recorded. I don't. I think we recorded it a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe a month ago. But yeah, that's been by far the most popular uh, podcast. Which I guess that says a lot. <laughs> it, it it really does. I mean, the data doesn't lie. I mean, everyone's interested in altcoins for any number of reasons. Um, I've heard a lot of people that are entering the space. They they'll they'll say things that at least indicate they feel like they missed their opportunity with Bitcoin. They missed their opportunity in, in Ethereum. Um, and again, certainly there you know you're not going to have a hundred x opportunity in Bitcoin in the next two years. It doesn't. It's not going to exist. You're not going to have a hundred x opportunity with Ethereum in the next two years. It doesn't exist. But when you open yourself up to the things that do have a 100x opportunity in the next year or two, you also open yourself down to uh, up to the, you know, the drop in 90% of your value a lot faster than it seems possible. So it is what it is. Uh, and and if, if that's you, uh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I've, I've been there. Um, I've been there before. But it's just a, yeah, a good reminder to, to honor the king and queen. And it's worth mentioning since January 1st of 2021, I think from January 2020, uh, 1st, 2021, I don't know what date you would say the altcoin season kind of ended, Justin, but we we don't usually get nine-month alt seasons. And last year, we had essentially a nine-month alt season. Now, some of the alt season ended in May. Um, I think a lot of coins never got back up to their peak. But the point is, a lot of alts moved heavily against Bitcoin for about nine months. And one mistake I would just note real quick and then we'll move on is when, when we are in an alt season, everyone thinks, oh, this time is different, right? Bitcoin is dead. This time is different. And it's, it's not different. If you find yourself feeling that or saying that, again, you got to go back to your anchoring principle of this is how this space works. So, Justin, anything to anything that, that, that strikes your your uh, your memory there or your your interest yeah I think um, the the one thing I would want to say is um, it, it's all about risk management like I love I love altcoins I love trading altcoins um, but if you don't understand the risk management part of it that's where it just becomes very dangerous so you know for example I I took a trade like three days before everything dropped 
so I guess like early last week. Um, and I was up on the trade about 20% within the first, you know, day. And then within the next four days, that trade had gone south. It went from 80 cents all the way down to about 35 cents. Now, you know, three years ago, I would have, I would have maybe been in that trade with a lot of money. Whereas this time I was only in it with like 50 bucks. Right. So, so that's, that is risk management, right? It's, it's okay to, you know, to have exposure to these altcoins and, and try to get those big pumps, but honoring the king and queen and risk management means, Hey, I'm going to do that with a, a smaller portion of my stack. So hopefully, um, you know, that's one of the big lessons that's learned where, yeah, you've got your risk, you know, in a box where you're not going to expose your whole portfolio to being down 60% in three days. For sure. For sure. You know, I think that sometimes I, I hate when people refer back to cliches. It, it feels it feels like a, a cop-out. Um, it feels like, you know, someone hasn't put thought into it. But another key reality for me and reflection is, I mean, there's a reason why DCA makes makes sense. Um, it, it seems like in one sense, it seems like, well, of course, that's the easiest thing to do because it doesn't require a lot of thought, right? It doesn't require a lot of strategy. I just... I set up a weekly or monthly or bi-weekly buy, and I just do it every time. Um, I was in a scenario where I was actually trying to fund uh, funding a, a Roth IRA option that has a crypto um, component to it, where you can actually buy and trade crypto inside the, the Roth IRA. And it was when Solana was bouncing between the 240, uh, 230 zone, uh, I forget, maybe a month or two ago. And the whole time, I'm thinking I had a, a, an amount of money I wanted to move in um, to fund that that Roth IRA before the the end of the year. And I remember this like, oh man, like I, you know, it's two thirty, it's two thirty five, it's two thirty eight, and wait for my ACH to transfer over. Like, oh come on, I'm, I'm I'm missing the boat here, so I can move this stack of money in. I mean, <laughs> I'm. I'm down. I'm down like 55% uh, in two months on the money that I put into that Roth IRA, and, and and it's fine. It wasn't a massive amount of money, but it wasn't fifty dollars either. It's just I, I wish I wish I could always have the clarity and the simplicity of thinking that DCA is the best option. Um, if you've only DCA'd every week, you're you're in a you're in about as good of a position as you could possibly be in. We're never going to sell the top and we're never going to buy the bottom. I have no idea if 34, 35K is the bottom, if 30K is the bottom, if 20K is the bottom. I have no confidence in any one of those scenarios. Yep. But you do have confidence in you know, the dollar cost average approach, right? Like, like that's, I think that's where you can find your confidence of knowing, Hey, not going all in at one time or all out at one time. Um, that's, that's certainly another, that's another aspect of the risk management. Right. It's kind of like saying, and I'm trying to adopt this, um, 
this thinking even at work. You know, I lead a digital marketing agency. I'm trying to adopt this thinking of um, not thinking about business or life as these these massive decisions that I've always got to sort of queue up for and be ready for, but more like I want to I want to be going the right direction and I want to make a thousand right decisions. I want to make a thousand good decisions going in the right direction. And and to me, that's what DCA is. It's a thousand really good decisions because like you said, I've got complete conviction and confidence that I want exposure in this space. I know the coins I want exposure to. What I don't know is exactly how to get in there and maneuver and move in and move out. And so it's like, let's take that variable off the, off the table and DCA does it. So in one sense, it sounds like a cop out, but again, uh, 90% of crypto traders lose significant amounts of money and the, the events of the last five days or maybe even six weeks i mean there you go there that is exhibit a for that quote yep justin any additional sort of moments of clarity or key reflections principles for you kind of in, in what we've we've just gone through i think um i don't want to get too far into like the the blow off top and and all of that stuff but um as we as a kind of like set expectations for myself you know as i was processing all of this in the last week um you know bitcoin itself did not have the high-end volatility that i was expecting it to have right in basically during january february kind of like where we're at right now um and it was kind of like this moment where I was like, Oh, we're going to get like none of the upside volatility and all of the downside volatility. Uh, and you know, that's something that you, you want to be thinking about and, and not worrying about, but it's gotta be on your radar. But that's kind of like one observation I'm having is coming out of this is I think the, um, I'm, I'm in a good place where like, I, I don't know where the bottom is. Um, but I feel like, Overall, if you zoom out and look at Bitcoin, the volatility is, it's basically coming, coming down, you know, it's getting uh, lower and lower over, over the last few years. Um, so I think that this type of volatility that we saw in the last two weeks, um, you know, as blockchain adopts and, you know, moves forward, we're going to start seeing less of that, you know, over the next decade. I don't, I don't know when. It like I don't think it's a switch that just turns off and on, um, right. but I do think that we're gonna we're gonna see less of this as the markets mature. Yeah, and, you know, and I think the technical term in play there is deceleration, and and again, as you and I have talked about, deceleration has really always been happening in Bitcoin. Uh, it Bitcoin has slowly been decelerating. It's just that yeah, this instance feels just a little bit odd. Um, one thing that I think it, it would be foolish for us to try to fully diagnose um, right now and put a label on it is it, it's sort of like why all this happened. Um, you made a comment, Justin. I remember a text from you. Um, maybe it was in March of 2021. And I remember you say, no, 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 it may, may have been sooner than that. It was when Bitcoin was like launching, like going up very fast where we would have 
seven or eight good days and one correction and then seven or eight more good days and you're like, holy moly. I remember you texting me and saying, I don't want this to go this fast. This really needs to slow down. Um, and I was like, whoa, whoa, you know, why? I like, you know, this is good, right? Fast in the right direction. But I, but I think what you were alluding to is um, this, this is, go, you know, this is not how this is supposed to go. And in one sense, we did have a really rapid rate of acceleration up to 64k, and then we had a really, you know, I mean, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't the sharp blow off top we expected. The point I'm getting to is. I think only time will tell. Did all the macroeconomic and virus and response to virus stuff, did all of the quantitative easing and, and money printing um, and all of the sort of reactive uh, remedial uh, reactions of the Fed, I mean, did all of that, did all of that just create this outlier, like, um, unexpected weird shape right in other words yeah. i'm sort of curious in four to six years if we'll look back on the last year to year and a half in the same way we looked at that march 2020 blip where we literally i mean you know bitcoin almost in theory almost went to zero momentarily right it was sort of propped yeah. up by a couple of things we look at that and we don't even we don't even talk about it because it was just a deviation it was an outlier um i just say that to say I think we just have to look at this zone and say, this is a unique time. Mm -hmm. um, and, and yeah, and, and, and I don't say that as a cop-out. I just say that to say, I, looking for easy answers is not going to benefit us. And I don't know that we'll have the clarity of exactly why. And, and, if, if, and I think what I'm trying to get to is to say, I wouldn't even necessarily say that what happened in the last 18 months is the new paradigm. We don't know yet. We just don't know. But any any additional clarity there? No, I think um, I think the one thing I would want to go back to is just everything's everything's a mess right now. <laughs> so <laughs> I was telling you, like, uh, well, we were we were at lunch the other day, and I was mentioning like Netflix. I saw Netflix. The chart uh, looked horrible. I think Netflix was like down fifty percent in the last few months or something like that. Um, and I think it was really helpful for me to see like, okay, price does not always reflect reality, right? Like Netflix is going to be fine. Netflix is, you know, no one's questioning whether or not Netflix is going to be here in another year, even though their chart looks terrible. <laughs> so right. to me, it was kind of helpful to be like, okay, you know, I, yeah, uh, I got to always go back to this, being able to separate the immediate price action from the fundamentals, right? Because Netflix isn't going anywhere. They're 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 going to do great unless they you know make some stupid decision. But um, but yeah, they're not going to go away because their chart doesn't look great. Um, the whole right. the whole world economy right now is just it's struggling. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't be a slave to why did price drop two percent? Why you know the, yeah. did, which which news headline moved it that it. Things are way more complex right now than, than trying to do that. Um, so, exactly. You know, it's funny. I remember when this sort of slowly built over time, you know, crypto Twitter and all of its um, upside and downside. It, it was this, this, this growing narrative of, oh, man, institutions, corporations are coming. 
isn't it going to be awesome? All this, you know, the the the, the wall of capital, right? The the wall, the trillions of dollars of capital. And it was almost like we only saw the upside. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, we're front running Wall Street. I mean, I said that. Um, you know, Wall Street had to wait for certain regulatory principles to come into play, et cetera. And we're thinking we just front ran Wall Street. Well, <laughs> the reality is, um, you know, Wall Street has a sell button too. Uh, Wall Street can short Bitcoin, not just not just long it, not just buy it. Um, and so again, the volatility goes in both directions. Mm-hmm. I think the good news is. Justin, you've been really consistent in saying this. You had a long time in 2020 uh, to buy Bitcoin under ten under ten thousand uh, dollars, and actually even under eight and under six thousand dollars. Any DCA that you did there today, you were still up three, eight, ten x yep. of the DCA you did even after all of this. So. Do I want exposure to an asset that goes 15x and then drops 50% and then goes another 8 to 10x, 12x? Yeah, I think I want to be along for the ride. Yeah, I'll accept that type of volatility. (laughs) But again, you only get access to the positive volatility like if you're actually in the market, right? And that's... Um, going into, if we are in a bear market, we'll talk about scenarios in just a second. If we are in a bear market, if you go on the sidelines for two years and wait for the hysteria to come back, you've missed probably the biggest opportunity that you'll have in maybe a five-year window. Uh, and that, that's probably its own discussion uh, for, for later. The last thing I wanted to say on sort of this this moment of clarity and key reflection, Justin, you mentioned, you know, Netflix stock being down is not, it doesn't mean the end of Netflix. No one is calling for Netflix to go to zero. And no one even thinks about Netflix from a stock standpoint unless you own it, right? We're users of Netflix. We don't even, the stock price doesn't even affect our our use, right? The big idea I would want to leave our audience with today is this. Blockchain is irreversible. And by irreversible, I don't mean that quality of immutability of the fact that like once data is recorded to blockchain, like it can't be altered, right? Like it's permanent. I don't mean that. I mean there's no going back. The rate of adoption, not just among, amongst people. We're talking about companies. We're talking about cities and municipalities like Miami. We're talking about countries like El Salvador. Um, athletes. CEOs, influencers. There's an entire industry that did not really exist four years ago. Um, There's a, you know, a blockchain mining company in Greenville that's mining a ton of Bitcoin every single day and week and month. This is not going away. And so I think the price is frustrating. The markets are frustrating. It's complex. It's difficult. It's like sitting at a high-stakes poker table with people that have a lot more money and experience than you or I do. It, it's, it, this is not for the faint of heart. But if I could inject a dose of clarity, I would just say, again, blockchain is irreversible. Um, this is not a fad. Uh, the, the global movement towards blockchain is not going the other direction. And, and I think in reality, 
like you said, we've got to think about the tech differently than we think about the price. Um, I think blockchain adoption is still in the first inning of the baseball game. Uh, and that's why we're in this space. Uh, you and I, Justin, are not, I mean, we're interested in the market. We want to know the price. We're not in it because of the price. We're in it because this is the way we see the future of everything going. And either you believe in the increasing rate of digitization all across the board, either you believe that's happening or you don't. And if you don't, there's really no way you can, you know, with a conscience, like invest in the space. But if you do, it's almost hard to have a conscience and not invest in the space. And I don't mean to strong arm anybody. I just mean zoom out, get, I mean, the macro clarity on that that I have. I mean, in one sense, I really don't care what the price is. I really, really don't. I want it to go up. But I'm, I'm just as bullish on this space as I was six months ago. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. A lot of energy there, but it's just because, I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, either, either you believe in that or you, or you don't. Justin, let's take a few minutes here. I want to talk about what three scenarios we at least see from people we've read, research we've done, just experience we have, thoughts we have, Three scenarios for how we could how things could go from here. And I realize if you're on audio, right, like we don't have charts to show. It's a lot harder to talk about than to show you. Um, but I want to talk about three scenarios. We're not really going to make a call. It's not really about predicting anything. We just want, I think it's important to know, okay, this is sort of range of outcomes and to make sure that you're prepared in sort of any of those cases. And obviously we'll update as things change. But Justin, can you go through sort of the, the three scenarios that we foresee happening and then we'll make a couple of uh, couple of remarks about that? Yeah. So um, this isn't it's not rocket science, right? Like the, the three scenarios that I could see happening are Bitcoin um, takes a while to recover from this price action. Um, I would even say just the whole the whole market um, has a rough a rough year. Um, and it really, that really depends a lot on, you know, yeah, I, I, when I say the whole market, I mean like global markets, um, have a difficult year and we just see prices continuing to decline for, let's say the next eight to 10 months. Um, yeah, so that, that would be like, I guess like worst case scenario is, um, you see, you see just continuous sell-offs for the rest of the year. I don't think that is most likely, but I, I would say it's an option. Uh, another option is basically things continue to go sideways from here. So it's not, you know, we're not just dropping off a cliff for, you know, eight months, but Bitcoin ranges essentially, let's say from 30,000 to 45,000 or maybe even 50,000 for like the next 10 months, um, 10 months to a year. Like that could very easily happen where things just get really boring and everything's just going sideways. Um, and then I think another option um, on the higher end, though, would be we see a you know a recovery across all markets, um, like a V-shaped recovery where everything basically bounces back to where it was, whatever six weeks ago or something like that, um, and then continues to go on its its bullish journey. Um, I think that's a very that's another 
good option. But um, typically when I see price action, like what I'm seeing, it just usually takes a while to play out. So I'm kind of preparing myself for uh, the most likely scenario for me would be like the, the, the boring sideways action. <laughs> yeah. And last point I think on my side is, um, yeah, I, I don't think we can, I don't think we can rule out a return to the bull market. I agree with you. I'm not counting on that. I'm not, I'm not sort of moving my chips to the table uh, with some big expectation of it, but I do want to be ready for it. Um, and being ready for it may look different depending on uh, a couple of different scenarios, which we'll talk about later. But um, I just want to mention, and maybe this is sort of beyond what other people are interested in, but n normally crypto has been um, decoupled, not correlated with equity markets. Uh, and sometimes, you know, equities are up, stock market is up, Bitcoin was down, and vice versa. Um, a number of people we follow have pointed out that they've been unbelievably correlated, uh, really the last, you know, the last month or so, and, and maybe even a little beyond that. And I think the reason that is, is because I mean, everyone that has a big lever, every investor, trader, hedge fund manager, et cetera, that's trading the market, they're all beholden to everything the Fed says right now, um, Every, every announcement, right? Like people are baking in worst case scenarios. And that's why in one sense, I'm not trying to flip out because oftentimes when cr price does what it did and, and, and it seems to be bottoming, like crashing, that's really a, a, a people are baking in a worst case expectation. And then if it's better than that, you'll see price bounce, which I think is actually kind of what we might be seeing right now. And that, that was built into our expectation a little bit. I think you're right, though. I mean, if this is the last thing I would say here, uh, just if you want to sort of pay attention to the news a little bit more than normal, um, be careful. You know yourself better than anybody else. But I think I'll pass. <laughs> you might be, yeah, just DCA, DCA and chill, right? Um, Oy vey, I can't believe I just said that on, on record. Uh, but but at least from a financial side, if the Fed says. They're 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 only going to do three rate hikes, and they'll all be in the last quarter of the year. I don't even know what the full menu of options looks like. The point is, if the rate hikes are going to be on the back half of the year, if they're going to be after the election cycle, if there's a if there's a big sort of delay in them or pushing back, we're going to see feel fairly confident. We're going to see markets rebound. And honestly, they could rebound like pretty strongly. I, I would just say at least hold out a an expectation that that's possible. Not saying it's likely. I'm just saying whatever the Fed does, the markets will respond in one direction or the other. And I think we just have to know that. I I'm not an expert there. It is something I pay a lot of attention to. I'm just letting you know it's tightly tied together right now, and we will feel a response, a bounce, a drop, no matter what happens. So again, this is not about whether people have lost faith in Bitcoin. This has nothing to do. This is risk on or risk off. And we've been risk on for a couple years. And, and basically just recently people went risk off because they, they just don't know what's ahead. All right, that's more macroeconomics than we've gotten into in our 10 episodes here. But uh, anyway, I think that was worth mentioning <laughs> because it affects where we are and there's nothing we can do about it. So 
The last thing we want to say is we're actually going to continue recording uh, for our Blazing community to talk a little more specifically about how we're planning to implement our plan, uh, what specifically we're thinking about. And and it's really a segue to say uh, we really would invite you, if, if you're listening but haven't engaged with us, uh, really would invite you to jump in uh, and, and join us. It's really impossible once a week to sort of cover exactly all these different scenarios and plans and what you should do. And um, right now in the last week, we've been talking with our our members about um, how to stake, like how to actually earn interest on that, how to get onto new platforms, Um, you know, even more specifically answering their questions and responding to sort of individual scenarios. And that's, that's why we're here. We don't have all the answers but we do have, you know, a wealth of experience and, and skills, and, and frankly, our, our community does too. And we've been gaining from what other people have been doing. So, uh, again, that's blazingcrypto.io/join. You can join uh, one time uh, for one month at a time, twelve ninety nine a month. Cancel any time. Uh, we really would love to have you join and be a part of what we're doing on uh, on Discord. So uh, without further ado, I hope everybody stays well, keep a level head, remember, commit to the principles and everything is going to be just okay and all right. So we'll see you next time for Brandon and Justin. See you later. For more information, check out our website at blazingcrypto.io. Additionally, if you have friends that are new to crypto, share our trailhead videos from our website which is a great way to get introduced to crypto.